0: Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen. As Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, my featured guest is Carlin Charleston. You can find him at eraseraces.com. As a computer science graduate of the University of North Texas, Carlin realized early uh, that life inside of an office would not be ideal for his adventurous and outgoing personality. He joined the Marine Corps during his final year of college to experience the world. From his early days as a second lieutenant in 1985 to his 2005 uh, retirement as a lieutenant colonel from active duty and up to his last five years as a high school teacher, Colin illustrates in vivid detail what it means to live out his faith daily. Whether it's in his competitive career as an all natural professional bodybuilder, speaking to a group of teens about abstinence, living clean, dealing with his own daughters, A simple trip to the grocery store, or enduring the rigors of combat, the theme always echoes the same. What is God up to? He always asks, how can I see God in this situation? So, Broken Catholic Nation, that's the question for today's show. How can you see God in your situation? Whatever it is you're going through, the pain, the struggle, the confusion, the the feeling lost, how can you see God in this situation? Carlin's also an avid songwriter, speaker, fitness trainer, and teacher. Carlin, my friend, welcome to the show, Broken Catholic. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Sure. Hey, and I want to first thank you for allowing me to be here. Great opportunity. I love you. I love not only your name of your show, but I love the theme behind the show, Broken Catholic. That's great because, you know, uh, we need everybody needs to be broken to some extent. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm.
0: that's- so And, you that- know, you being in the Marine Corps, that, that probably really... Uh, has a special meaning for you, like connect that for us. Everybody needs to be broken somehow.
1: Well, it resonates because in the Marine Corps, that's exactly the process that you go through. You go through this, you come in, and this habit happens, Then I hate to make a pitch or erase race or anything there, but it's the concept that happens in life where you come into this process of life, circumstances happen, and often those circumstances, they do. They break us. They're tough, and that's what the Marine Corps does. They break us down in in boot camp, officer candidate school. You're broken down, and then they begin to remake you and build you, and so that's that brokenness process, so that's why I love that title for your show, Broken Catholic. It's great.
0: Thank you, brother, and I also think, you know, in the Christian space, this is exactly what God does with each of us he breaks us down so that he could build us up in Christ. Why? Because we're born into self. We're born into ego and pride, right? The fallen nature and God's got to break that. And as I say, he's got to crucify your ego. Your ego must die on the cross of Calvary with Jesus so that you could be built up and resurrected with him. That's, That's, that's what it's all about. So let me ask you a funny question. Do you think being it's the same process as the Marine Corps the Marine Corps. Do you think uh, God is a Marine? <laughs>
1: uh, well, you know, the thing is, God is a Marine, and when he needs to be, he's Navy, Army, Air Force, and everything else.
0: So. What a great answer, BC <laughs> Nation! Look at look at this—a Marine given you know equal credit to the other branches of the military. All right, so Colin, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know.
1: Okay, uh, well. Well, you know, I got a couple of things. One of them is a funny thing, you know, that I was on the first series of the American Gladiator, you know, which was really cool. Did not know that back in 1991, I believe it was the year or whatever. And I've got pictures or whatever. I was on American Gladiator. I did terribly, but you know, it was like the uh, American Ninja Show, Warrior Show mm-hmm. they have on now. It was the same thing. And so most people don't even know what American Gladiator is, probably. So
0: I, I don't remember that show
1: reference, but yeah, but that was, but that was really cool. Uh, and then the other thing is the, uh, uh, on the professional side that, um, that, I, that I have uh, a couple of master's degrees and uh, my computer science degree, which, which, which was my bachelor's, my undergraduate degree, I really never used. <laughs> I really never used because that's the thing that, that when I decided I think I want to do something more exciting, went into the Marine Corps. But I got two master's degrees and I got those master's degrees only after I started teaching high school. I got this thirst for knowledge, which extends to today, and I just love, uh, so people are always saying, you're always reading, you're always reading, you know, and I didn't have that thirst for knowledge when I came out of college, I was like, I'm so tired of school, and so just the uh, this thirst for knowledge that I have is, is the biggest thing, because I do plan on eventually going on, getting a PhD, becoming what a doctor colonel, eventually, <laughs> so that's my objective, and so that's something that most people don't know about.
0: Fantastic. So here's why I invited Carlin on the show, BC Nation, is Carlin standing for something. He's one of those few individuals in, you know, this modern world 2019 that is willing to take a stand and willing to take the hits for his beliefs. Um, And it's not just Christian beliefs, but it's also human beliefs, human dignity, human respect. And we're going to get into that a little more in the show with his Erase Race um, you know, project that he's working on and he's, he's doing a national tour right now and just what he's up to in the world and how that came to be, how God put that on his heart. So I, that's why I'm bringing him on the show because BC Nation, there's maybe something on your heart right now that you're ignoring that God put there. There's a seed, there's a spark, there's something God wants to light up. But first, you gotta die to your ego first. You gotta be broken down, as the Marines say, right? So that they can build you up. God can build you back up. And most of us don't wanna go through the boot camp. Yeah. We just don't. We don't want to go through the fire, through the mud, through the, you know, the pain. So what do we do instead? Instead of going through that short amount of intensive scrutiny of our, our physical and spiritual self, we'd rather have a lifetime of drudgery in the mud never fulfilling our purpose, never fulfilling our mission, and then dying with regret, right? So I just wanted to speak that in because it's, it's so true for each of us. What shows up for you in that, Carlin, hearing that?
1: Yeah, oh, it, and that is so true. And the, the sad part about that is that when we don't choose to go through the boot camp or go through the brokenness process, then we make our lives comfortable for us. And that is the worst thing, that we would have a comfortable life for us. And that's why in today's age, you find so many people who don't have this sense of satisfaction in life, who don't feel this sense of, get a sense of fulfillment in life. Because we've chosen our way. Whether than choosing the way or accepting the way that God has chosen so that he could send us through this process, so that he could enroll us in boot camp. Rather than doing that, we choose our way. It's a comfortable way. And regardless of our success, and I've seen people, and you know, I always make the point about why millionaires commit suicide, because it's not about the money. It's about this fulfillment that we all are put here to try to get. And what gives me a sense of fulfillment? It's why drug addicts do what they do. It's why people get involved in the things they get in, because they're looking for that sense of fulfillment. And we only get that when we, when God says, "I've got you signed up for boot camp," I've got you signed up for brokenness. And when we enroll in His school for brokenness,
0: man, you know, I'm, I'm going to create a product or a program called Broken Boot Camp. You know that. Broken
1: right? boot. That's good. I like that.
0: Broken boot camp. What am get I gonna? What's gonna happen there? What do you think, dummy? Like <laughs> you're gonna get broken. <laughs> We're broken. gonna let God break you down so He can build you back up. You want purpose? You got to break first.
1: Gotta get. Gotta I break just it.
0: did it. You've done it, right? You know what it's all about, man. Yes. All right. So how did you first experience God in your life? Do you remember the first time you experienced him in like a tangible way? Yes. Tell us that quick story.
1: And I I think, you know, first of all, I was raised in a Christian home, uh, mom and dad. Uh, Dad was a minister. Mom was always the most spiritual person in the house, though. And we saw that by her life and the way she lived, whatever. Mm. And so, you know, as youngsters, you're growing up, you go, yeah, yeah, okay, I got to go to church. Yeah, I got to do this thing or whatever. So, and you go along with it. So you graduate high school and you're on college and you get to college and it's the first time when it's based on you, what you believe is based on you. If you decide you want to go to church, you can, if you don't want to go, you, you don't. And so I really began, you know, it was so ingrained in me that I was always in a habit of going to church, but spirituality was a different level. You know, I was always going to church, but that didn't necessarily mean spirituality. But then something happened, uh, you know, as I, when I went to college, I had to try to get this, uh, Scholarship I played football in college and I was a walk-on and I went through this process of uh, trying out for the team and So a couple of weeks and you know you through this Texas summer 160 degrees whatever and I'm working hard It's like a Rocky movie, you know done you hear the music in the background I'm getting ready prepped or whatever and two weeks into it uh, The coach calls me in and says We're paying for the rest of your college. You did an outstanding job and all this so the, that wasn't the most enlightening thing. The most enlightening thing to me was when I he said, he called me into his office and said, "Call your mom and dad, and tell them that we're paying for your college for the rest of uh, your time here." And when I call my mom, her reaction is the one where I be, first began to have this spiritual epiphany about, "Wow, there are people who really believe this God stuff," you know? Because my mom, she was not overly excited. She said she was very calm and matter of factly about it and said. Well, let's praise God because I believed God for that. And she was very matter of fact. She didn't say it was a miracle. It was this great thing. And whoa, hallelujah, whatever. She's just like, this is. And then the rest of my life that I had witnessed from her began to make sense because she was never super excited. She just lived the life. She lived the life. And after that, there was always that question, the spiritual question of, wow, can you really believe God for things and see God come through on that? And so as I began to look for evidence of that, I began to see that more and more in my life. And so then I went from just a person who was into church to someone who had to look at the evidence that God was presenting in my life every day and saying, wow, God, can you do this? Can you do more? Can you do greater? And so then I was ready to enroll in Brokenness Boot Camp.
0: <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. So I really love what you just said. As I began to look for evidence of God, I began to see God in my life. And BC Nation, if you're struggling to see God in your life, that's exactly why Carlin just nailed it on the head. It's because you're not looking for evidence of God. You're not believing he's actually there. You're not believing you're actually loved. You're not believing he's actually your father and that you are loved and you're his precious son or his precious daughter and that you matter. What if you did today? What if you chose right here in this moment to believe that? What if you lifted up a prayer and said, Father, if you're real, show me you're real in my life in a way that even I can't deny. And then actually believe he will. And then as Carlin did, start looking for evidence the next week. I promise you, you'll find him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's there. Carlin, that's beautiful, man, I really love that. All right, so uh, what are your top three tips or strategies that you would tell my listener right now if they're feeling lost, deeply depressed, uh, they're cutting themselves, they're, they're having all these thoughts of suicide, they just wanna end it because they don't see a light, they don't see a way out of their situation, their struggle. Speak to them right now, that listener, that one person. I promise you they're listening right now on the show. Somewhere on planet Earth, in over 50 countries. Speak to them what three steps can they take right now to move from that place of darkness into that place of God's love, peace, and joy in their life.
1: Okay, I think they want to understand these three things that I have are called my three P's. And I think once you put the three Ps together, because it's not like one is more important than the other, when they come together, then you'll begin to see a change in your own life. And they are purpose, passion, and people, you know, and that's the thing. When you begin to look and say, well, God, I've got to understand. And that's the question. That's the yearning that we all have inside of us to find out what is my purpose? Why am I here? And I think it's enough. It is enough to ask that question, because if you begin to ask that question, then God will begin to answer that. And I think I always used to tell my high school students is one of the reasons we don't have more answers in life is because we don't ask enough questions. And so I think we want to ask that question, what is my purpose? And see God begin to answer that purpose because once you get, once God answers that question, a purpose, you'd be amazed at the fire that is then inside of you, the passion that you will have. And so you will have a purpose and then you'll have this passion. Once you have those two things in place, You understand what God has done, what He has ordained for you to do, and you begin a fire about it because you understand it's not you doing it, it's by the strength of God you'll be able to do it. Then you'll realize why people are in your life. And I think you'll begin to, to have a different view of everyone that God puts in your life because remember, He'll put those people in your path. And Joseph, I love the story of Joseph. You know, you're the namesake. That is my favorite story in the Bible because Joseph, through the ups and downs of life, always understood his purpose. And so everywhere that he went, whether it were people who were persecuting him or putting him in prison or people who were helping him, he understood where he was going. He understood the purpose. And so that's what I think that we we all really need to understand. If we can, we can ask those questions, get that fire inside of us because he's placed that fire inside of us. Because remember, it's by his power that we're going to uh, do those things that he ordained for us to do. Then we'll understand the context of everyone else being our lives. And people then aren't unnecessary people aren't used you know then people become part of that your great plan in life as it was in joseph's so great great one
0: i love it so start uh bc nation uh purpose passion and people that's your three steps to god to his uh his purpose right for your life so that could light up the fire of passion within you so that you could see all the people around you that you're meant to help or that god's bringing to help you Mm-hmm. Like it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Fantastic. All right. We're speaking with Carlin Charleston. You can find him at Eraseraces.com. That's Eraseraces.com. Charleston, what, tell me about this. Give me the the 60 second, um, you know, overview. What did God put on your heart now with races? What is it? and And what's the vision behind it?
1: Erase race stands for Erase Race and Strengthen Ethics. And it's a, it's a move on what Dr. Martin Luther King said when he said that he wanted to one day envision a country where his kids would be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And so we have one of our ad pitches that says character matters more than color, character over color. And so, and this was the, the genesis of this thing was I was required to do a, an assignment in my college, one of my master's courses, where I had to identify something that would fundamentally transform a culture. So I chose this concept of race. And uh, when I began to research the concept of race, then I realized that people way before me, way smarter than me, had already had this idea that race was insidious, pernicious, and was going to be, cause us many problems. So as far back as 1930s, uh, there was an author, Ashley Montague, who was an anthropologist, and he researched this before. Uh, the holocaust of world war ii and he said that if we don't get rid of this concept of race many people will die and so he started this a long time ago so as doing my research i really began to realize we've never done this we nobody's ever taken this and said this is causing the problems and so every day some of the news of this past week shows that every day we fight this issue of what we call race and racism because we haven't done what was necessary to get rid of that concept so that we could live in harmony as one. And so that was the call that God gave to me after I did that uh, project. And so since then, I I was trying to do it while I was school, school teaching. I ended up leaving my job last year, summer of last 2018, and then embarked upon this endeavor to erase race. And so that's what I'm doing now.
0: All right, so what does it look like specifically? Like, what are you up to in the world right now? What are you doing with your days?
1: Okay, yes, it's like this. And so we've got two phases of this, uh, what we call the American Unity Tour, because the objective of Erase Race, you know, it's one thing to be against something, but you got to be for something. And so Mm. our positive side of this is that we're going to bring unity to the country by getting rid of this concept. And what that entails is two phases in our plan. And the first one is we build the team. And so I'm going around the country now and I was there in Florida. I did the whole Southeast United States. Hit, starting next week, I'm heading out to the Midwest and going up through Oklahoma, Kansas, the Dakotas, and coming back down through Missouri. And in each place I go, I'm making contacts, meeting great people like Joseph Warren, you know, and saying, hey, we need, to, we need a, a team of people who believe this, who want to be a part of this. And in whatever your vocation is, however, we want to begin to push this message out. And so we're building that team. After we've built that team, which I'll have done 100 cities by December, then we'll spend the next two years planning the events necessary in those cities as we go forward and put together uh, unity events. In each city, we've got some programmed activities which bring people together, Some of it, a lot of it doing work, but we'll do less focusing on who we are and what we can accomplish together. We have our, our slogan says, unity through service and love for all mankind. So we're actually going to serve the community, this group of people, and it matters not what your skin color is. It matters who you, what you care about, you know, and we care about each other. And So that's the objective of Erase Race.
0: Thank you for that. So BC Nation, Broken Catholic Nation, if you are against racism of all kinds in this country, this beautiful country of America that we are all blessed to live in, most of the world suffers outside of here and you stand for unity among all humanity, all of God's children, then I recommend, I encourage you, I invite you to go visit eraseraces.com, eraseraces.com. If you're in the Midwest, then Carlin is coming to visit you. Reach out to him via his website and say, Hey, I want to meet you in person when you come to my city. Hey, I want to get involved. And he's got some links on his website of how you can do that specifically. So I recommend reach out to him if that touches something in your heart right now. Maybe you're looking for something to stand for. You don't know what it was, but you're hearing Carlin speak and you go, oh my gosh, this is it. This is me. Then join forces, lock arms, brothers in arms. Let's go. All right. So let me ask you this, Carlin, and then we're going to wrap up our show today because when you're having this much fun, my friend, time just moves. It just moves. All right. So why do you think 90% of people, and you probably touched on this a little bit, but why do you think 90% of people, including Christians, are struggling to find their purpose?
1: Oh, well, you know, I think our society, you know, it's not like that there's not someone trying to distract us from finding that purpose. And so there is, there are outside forces that would say, hey, well, let's keep them, let's keep them cloaked in this darkness because if we offer them this light, then, then they're going to be against us. And so that, that's the biggest thing, that people have to understand that you are not going to uh, find your purpose by just floating downstream, by just floating in the direction of the current. You're gonna have to, it's going to take an intentionality in order for you to get there. And so you've got to kind of go against the flow. And so that's why I think most people uh, don't find it is simply because they're going with the flow and you've got to go against the flow. And once again, I mean, you've got to decide that going against the flow is the same as we were talking about earlier. You've got to enroll in this brokenness thing. That's against the flow. See, most people don't want to submit to that. That's against the flow. And so you've got to go against the flow in order to to see that purpose and see that sense. You've got to swim upstream.
0: I love it. Swimming upstream, you know, I think of the fish, the salmon, right? So salmon swim upstream, right? That's how they do it. They are adversity-driven fish, yes, right? So I, here's what I'm going to say, BC Nation, only salmon find their purpose in life. You got to become oh, a good. salmon, right? You got to become a salmon. All right. So uh, Carlin, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. This right. is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir?
1: Yes, I'm ready. Let's go.
0: All right, here we go. What's your favorite thing about God?
1: Oh, his omnipotence. He can do anything, anything. That's like a super, superhero.
0: <laughs> What's your least favorite thing about God?
1: Oh man. Uh, that he knows everything, which, <laughs> you know, cause he knows everything, which he knows all of my, and I face that every day. I can't uh-huh. make him out.
0: I love it. What are you most afraid of?
1: Uh, betraying him. I don't want to be like Peter. Betraying God, you know, De- denying it. him.
0: You know? What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Uh,
1: dating girls. <laughs> dating <laughs> girls, you know, without any question, you know, dating yeah. girls.
0: What yeah, secret wait. fear do you have about people?
1: Uh, that, that, that some people, regardless of the love offered them, will hate you know, that that hate that they feel that there's ingrained hate, you know, I really don't believe that because I always think the best of people. And i just, that would be my fear that regardless of how much love they will hate.
0: Yeah, I get that. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God?
1: Uh, h- how much he loves us unconditionally. His unconditional love. Unconditional.
0: And what's the new habit you want to form? Uh,
1: uh, Sabbath. You know, my, my wife and I took a trip to Israel and like, since we came back, we're like, now they have a real Sabbath, you know, cause I'm a Marine and it's like, I'm working, 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 stop, stop, rest, pause. And I want to really kind of endeavor to learn more about that.
0: Got it. And what's a bad habit you want to break? Uh,
1: workaholic, you know, just did that, that thing, just, you know, where I'm going, a guy stopped me the other day and he said, do you ever take any breaks during your day? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, I don't have time for that. God's got stuff to get done. You know.
0: Yeah, but even God rested on the seventh day. Yeah, he
1: did. Yeah, he did. So I got to be able to do that.
0: There you go. Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Uh, Stubborn, um, tender, focused.
0: And pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your heart.
1: Oh, uh, selfish, selfish, uncaring, and uh, prideful.
0: And last question if you could come back to life after you died, look your family, your friends, your wife, your children in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them?
1: Trust Him early, trust Him early. You know, uh, a lot of people wait so long and uh, they get you know, you can be of so much more use when you start early believing Him because God's got so much stuff for you to do. Start her out early, you know, don't wait, you know, and everybody's saying. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. Believe it now and go. Believe it now.
0: Believe in God now, uh, BC Nation, and go. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus
1: not? Oh, that that you don't get any, you know, all those things I talked about, purpose, passion, people, whatever. None of that comes into play because people will try to do that. And that's the danger of uh, our intellect. Our intellect makes us believe that we can do all these things on our own, and so we will not submit to God. And we it
0: won't go through the broken
1: boot camp. That broken boot camp thing is it. We we've got to enroll because when we enroll, and and I've learned this, you know, as part of the uh, touring for it race race going out on the road, I thought I had to have everything together. I needed to have this. I needed to make sure I had that. I did all this or whatever. And God showed me that He had gone ahead of me. And he said, "I needed you to simply submit to me, and I'll make the road straight. I'll prepare the way for you." And mm. so that's it—that you know, enroll, submit to God, let Him take you through broken boot camp. Then the work that we do is is so much easier. It's so love much. Love
0: it, better. love it. So, uh, BC Nation, we've been speaking with Carl in Charleston. Find him at erasereases.com, races.com And uh, BC Nation, if you need any type of Like if you're going through a struggle right now and you feel alone and broken and depressed, uh, maybe you're a business owner, you're you're making all the money like Harlan was saying, but you feel empty and lost on the inside. You know, millionaires commit suicide too. Why? Because they're chasing the wrong God. That's, that's what it comes down to. And their God comes up empty. So if you find yourself in that space, reach out to me. I do offer spiritual coaching. I'm helping multimillionaires. I'm helping 100,000 know, heirs or whatever. And, and I'm helping them really clear up the mess in their lives. And the way I do it is by bringing them through my own version of a broken boot camp, where they learn to submit to God's will for their life. And all of a sudden, they're having breakthrough after breakthrough. And now they're walking in God's plan rather than their own. So reach out at josephwarren.net if that's of interest. Schedule a clarity call with me firsthand. You do get to jump on the, a phone call with me face-to-face. I've had other listeners do it, and uh, as soon as they got on, Carlin, they were like, I couldn't believe how easy it was to, like, get access to you. Like it was, and then that's not an ego thing. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, I run, you know, all these podcasts and everything, and people think you're so far away. Mm-hmm. So I, ju- I just invite you, BC Nation. So, Carlin, thank you for being on Broken Catholic Uh, You're an amazing human being. I love what God is up to in your life. And I love your surrender to him. I call this, and I have to say this, the surrender principle. And your life is a great example of the surrender principle. And BC Nation, the surrender principle states that your happiness is in direct proportion to what you hold on to or what you let go of. Mm -hmm. The reason why you don't have the things you want in your life is because you're still holding on to things outside of your control, such as your past or your future. You've been trusting your plans and schemes rather than surrendering to God's plan for your life. That is the surrender principle. You need to learn this. Once you learn this and apply it to your life, you're gonna start showing up with a mission and a purpose like Carlin, like myself. God has one for you. Carlin, have a blessed day. God love you, my friend.
1: Thank you, you're awesome.
0: Cheers. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business.